Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Happy Nick, Miss Buddies. It's another episode of everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. And joining me today is a returning buddy, my buddy, John Mahon. How you doing, bud? Good. How are you, Nick? I couldn't be better. Could not be better today because it's been... 27 years since I've been brought to this earth. So, 27 years yep. young. Yep. You're like a child. You're like a like an infant. Uh huh. It's another as the as Elton John sings. It's another circle of life. Well, that's for sure. Just don't get eaten by a lion or something. Yeah. yeah. Just don't trust any lion that has a little scar on his on his uh, eye. There, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly, man. Yep. So, what yeah. have you been up to lately? Uh, let's see. I was out doing Christmas stuff this morning. Like, uh, mm. I, I had to brave the post office like everybody else does. First, I went to FedEx. I had to send something, uh, that was kind of a rush and it was kind of far away. So, uh, to a friend of mine in another country. So I, I had to send this package and I, uh, um, I went to start it with FedEx and it was so crazy. Check out my hair today, man. It was so crazy expensive that I was like, wow. So uh, I I started looking around to some other options like UPS, and then I wound up at the post office. And then, uh, you know, if I would have just stayed at FedEx, it probably would have been about the same amount of money. So, uh, you know, I ran all over the place trying to get the best price and stand in line. And uh, But, you know, that's what you do this time of year. And yesterday we were trying to hang some, what do you call that? Garland on our fireplace. Yeah. You know, with those, with those little stick on things that they say don't damage, you know, you, they don't damage anything. And sure as hell, they ripped off the wall and yep. tore the tore the plaster off. And uh, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Yep. So, so That's what back, yeah, back to Home Depot today again. So uh, my, uh, my work clothes on here. Mm-hmm. Only he didn't say fudge. Didn't say fudge yet. Yeah. Yet. So let me ask you, how are rehearsals going, by the way? Well, we rehearsed in July. Mm -hmm. yeah, we rehearsed in July. And it was uh it was fun just to see everyone and um you know and just kind of see if we could remember what we were supposed to play, you know, because of course, we're all arrogant musicians. We're like, oh, we got, you know, we got this. No problem. And, you know, sure as hell we get there and start playing. And it's like, uh, it's like, wait a minute. What did I do on this tune? Did I, did I sing this note or did I sing that note? And, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be playing the tambourine right here. And there was a lot of that going on in the band, you know, uh, with, you know, between 
kind of everybody, you know, Kim, our keyboard player, and Matt, the bass player, we were like, wait a minute, wait, how does this song go again? You know, songs that we've played, well, literally me, I've played, you know, Rocket Man probably 1,500 times. So uh, somebody, somewhere there's a, somewhere there's a guy and he keeps track of um, how many shows we've done. This guy, John, oh, that's terrible. I can't think of his name right now. Um, and he, he works for Rocket Entertainment. And he's, he's like a, I guess you want to call him like a statistician of sorts, right? So mm -hmm. he um, he keeps track of how many shows Elton does and where they've all done. And he knows more about my time in the Elton John band than I do. I mean, he knows exactly when I started. And Is it John uh, Higgins? John Higgins. Thank you, Linda. Um, of course, John Higgins. And uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he's great. He's he's smart as a whip. And uh, uh, yeah, he knows, you know, the exact first show that I did and where I did it and how many shows I've done. And, you know, he, you know, like my 10 year anniversaries and things like that. So I'm coming up to my coming up to my 25th year, I believe, in the band. Wow. So, yeah. I'm sure Elton will give me some kind of what do you get on your 25th year? Probably a quarter or something. Quarter, gold quarter. Yeah. Probably a coin with your face on it or something like that, you know? Oh, that'd be nice, right? Yeah. yeah. Big, big old ugly coin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but back to rehearsals, we ran through all the songs. Ray Cooper even came over. We rehearsed in Los Angeles, in Burbank, actually. There's the sound stages over there. And uh, um, he lives in Munich. So he came over from Munich and uh, he had some seriously bad jet lag. And uh, same thing. We had some good laughs trying to remember what we were supposed to play. But Ray's like, a, he's like a machine, that guy. He's, mm -hmm. you know, he's got a mind like a steel trap, doesn't forget anything. But mm -hmm. uh, he, he kind of, he had tweaked his back or something a little bit. So Ooh. he wasn't in the best of... Uh, you know, rehearsals can be long days of standing around or especially when you're the when you play, you know, percussion and you're standing up a lot and, you know. Yeah, it beats you up a little bit, but no, it went, it went really well. We um we tried to, you know, we I'm trying to think if we learned any new songs. There was a song that we we learned that we probably won't play. And of course, I don't remember what that song was right now. Um, I think we need to have another rehearsal because I have a feeling, you know, that was in July and then we were supposed to go on the road in in September and that didn't happen. So now all that rehearsal, is a little bit like a big brain fart trying to remember what, what we did and what songs we did. Uh, it was like a teaser. Uh, it was a little bit like a teaser. Yeah, you know, a couple of... We, uh, you know, we changed arrangement a little, little bit on Tiny Dancer, nothing fancy, just a few little, you know, hits and stops here and there just to make it a little more dynamic. And uh, that's kind of what we do at, at rehearsal. We, because you don't know exactly how Elton is going to want to play the song, even though he doesn't like to change things too much. So, but we usually like to give him some options, you know, hey, what if we did it this way? Or what if we did it this way? And, and that's always fun. He's he's always cool with that. So, yeah. uh, all in all, it was it was very productive. Mm -hmm. Hell, we, I mean, I think 
a couple of days, we, you know, once it all starts coming back to you, uh, we realize, okay, we, you know, we, we got this. So we'll, we'll like go back in again. Yeah. So I think what's going to happen is, is uh, in January, when we go to New Orleans, um, we'll go back and um, I think we'll go to New Orleans a few days early and then the band will, we'll just kind of sound check for a couple of days and get our feel for the stage again and our, you know, our, our in-ear monitors and stuff like that. And then Elton will come in the last probably two days and we'll rehearse with Elton for a couple of days in New Orleans too, before we do the first show. And then nice. after that, it's, you know, full bore. Go steam ahead. Here we go, you know, so cross yep. our fingers that everything goes right. And, you know, nobody gets the Ronas, mm. you know, yep. But, uh, you know, is so what that, it is. Man. Yep. So that brings me to, that brings up a quick question I had, which is I've been watching this video or these videos of you guys on tour. And one song I like I really noticed that you guys kind of like let up on or kind of just do your own things on is the song Leave On. Mm. Is that something that like you is that like something that you purposely just it seems like everyone just like I've seen drum solos in the songs. I've seen Elton get a solo, you know. Yeah. Uh, Leave On's one of those songs where it's always evolving because it's, it was, you know, back in the day, they, they, when it were just a three piece band, they just, they jammed on it a little bit. So, and then we got away from that and Elton started to do it much more like the record. Uh -huh. um, and then once, you know, when, when Ray came back in the band, we started to stretch it out a little more and let him kind of go nuts on the congas. And, uh, and then it even got to the point where, well, I think before it was just like just a piano solo, or maybe it was just a guitar solo. And then Elton threw a piano solo back in there. And then, then there's a section for Ray. And now we're trying to split it up. We're like, we each do a little like Nigel or, or I do a bit, then Ray does a bit, then Nigel does a bit. We try to turn it into like a little drum break. So, uh -huh. um, uh, that you know it's like we never that's the kind of cool thing about that song is we never really do it the same way every night it's a little bit different there's not once we get into the jam section of it there's not really any rules it's just like um it's free just, for all yeah it's yeah it's not really like a free for all but it's it's when the band's really kind of musically communicating with each other like you know you can just kind of tell like you know elton wants to break you know he wants the music to break down a little bit and then he wants to just kind of fool around on the piano. And then we just, you know, we like to, we like to build up to a frenzy, then bring it back down and then, you know, start building it up again. It's like a kid at the beach building a sandcastle, you know, and yeah, build this beautiful sandcastle and then the water comes and washes it all the way. Then you have to start all over again. Exactly. Good Sometimes way. the castle is really beautiful and other times it's just a big, ugly old mound of mud. So mm -hmm. you just never know what you're going to get with us night after night. Yeah, it truly is. As my friend Lisa here says, it truly is magical. It's magical. It is. It is. You know, it's, uh, it really like, uh, especially some nights when it really builds to that peak, and and you can really feel it with the band. It is that. That's you know, that's the great part about playing live music, because wow. we have the option to, um, you know, to really like kick it into a whole nother gear that we've that we've never been into before. Mm -hmm. 
Now, as I've told you, we're coming to see you, me and Jess are coming to see you in Pittsburgh in next year. Hopefully. Yep. In Pittsburgh. So how excited are you for this upcoming tour? Are you more on the excited level? Or are you more on the like, I'm taking my time with it, you know, type of well, deal like in the rush? I'm excited. I, I'm I'm ready to get out there and play and you know, awesome. I missed it. It's been Oh, it's been two years now, or you know, almost. Yeah, much, yeah, it's been pretty much two years, and so I'm I'm ready, man, to get out there and play some music, and you know, see mm -hmm. the old gang again, and uh, you know, see all the guys in the the crew in the band, and uh, Elton, of course, you know, and uh, um, but uh, I think. Uh, I mean, I did some live gigs like when I was back in Ohio last month. I did a couple just little club gigs. And, uh, uh -huh. you know, that's what we do. I, it's great to just play music and, um, you know, and play with other guys and interact and stuff. So but the Elton gig, man, it's, you know, uh -huh. that's 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 a whole nother animal of uh, uh, of other proportions. And uh, when you get to play something like that powerful you know and get to touch that many people that you know come to the show and and mm. so i think not just us in the band i think you know the the public's ready to get out there and hear some elton john again and mm -hmm. you know there's so many magical songs that um everybody's you know everybody's moved by those songs you can you can see it when you come to the show it's just nice to do a gig where you make people smile right yes yeah yeah you know you don't, you don't usually see anybody out there unhappy if they are, then if they are, then wow. it's something completely, yeah. Or it's something completely un-Elton related, you know? Like, it's something, it's not that it's a bad show or anything like that. It's just... Something could have happened right before and ruined the whole thing. Exactly. Like, they just broke up or something, or they just, like... Or someone just got fired. Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. like that, you know? Well, I think we were talking yesterday in the other meeting, the Zoom thing, about... Uh, we you know we played this one this venue in verona where elton canceled the show because it was kind of dangerous and and years before that uh, this this lady that i met she fell down there right Ooh. before the show walking to her seat you know with her popcorn or whatever and, and she tripped on those stone steps and boom went down she broke both her arms and uh it was it was ugly so you know that kind of that kind of shit could happen oh not at our show though yeah. That only happens at like Guns and Roses. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So now we don't have a mosh pit. No, 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 no. Mm. I remember those in high school, not fun. But mm. now I don't think I've ever asked you this. You know, we all know Elton's gonna retire soon. We all know, you know, what are your plans after after he retires? What do you what's on the docket for you? Hmm. Well, that's a good question. I mean, I I will probably, you know, like this last couple of years been good for me to work in my studio here and, uh, you know, and record not only myself, but other people. But, uh, um, you know, I'm always writing tunes and, you know, uh, that's kind of my, I'm trying to get a few more out there this next month or so here. I was just talking to some people just about just, you know, just dropping some on, dropping a little announcement on Facebook, you know, at this point, I don't have a record deal and uh, uh, so, you know, just, you know, just put some songs out there. So that's probably what I will mostly be doing. And, 
once we're done with this tour and just, you know, I will definitely be putting my own little band together because I, I will want to keep there's a squirrel outside of my window um, <laughs> attacking my bird feeder. Um, uh, I, I'll want to keep playing music, you know, and uh, and playing with a little band and, you know, nothing fancy, but it's just nice to go out and do music. And maybe we'll do a couple little shows here and there. Um, and yeah, so I, I, I won't just, I'm not going to just like uh, stop playing music. I don't think no, it's, no. I don't think it's possible. A lot of musicians, they try to quit and uh, it's a little bit, music's a little bit addicting, you know, it's like you can try to quit, but when, when, when you've been doing it as long as, you know, as long as I have, mm-hmm. it really gets into your, you know, gets into your bloodstream. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, that's, that is my plan when we're done. And, you know, that's hard to say, man, because we have two more years of, of, uh, of, you know, farewell concerts, but, mm-hmm. um, but after that, I could, you know, I could, I could see us going, you know, doing some shows in Vegas and, uh, I know Elton's wanted to do a residency maybe in New York. So we, I, I could see us doing something like that or London where we just, you know, we just uh, go to like a theater and stay there for a little bit. Um, I'd be fine with that. I mean, I yeah. like the, the Vegas gig. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this definitely isn't the end. This definitely isn't okay. When he's done, I'm done. This isn't like a, okay. When she steps back. Cause he's even, he said he's not done. He's just, retiring the tour part he's going to still be making the music and everything yeah he's not done you know i don't know what that plan is uh i don't know what his plan is after he says you know once we stop touring he might have a whole nother something he's doing i don't know broadway or i i really don't know um hopefully i'm involved in it but you Mm -hmm. you never know but um yeah none of us can really you know, like, like, uh, like I had Davey over here, you know, you know, I called him up. Hey, can you come and play on this little song? He couldn't have like, he, you know, before I hung up the phone, I think he was in my driveway. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like, <laughs> Cause you know, we want to play, we want, we want to play our instruments and, and we want to record and make music and, uh, mm-hmm. we're good at it, you know? So that's yeah. what we do. So, uh, and I will say, speaking of Davey, that song fragile you guys created was mm-hmm. awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I liked yeah. it because I remember you showed me the drum and everything, how you played it, yeah. and just him with the guitar. It was really, it was very calming. It was very, you know, it wasn't your typical Elton song. It was just a very calming, yeah, hey, like kind of like a meditation song almost in a way. It's one of my favorite Sting tunes because it just has a nice, it just has a real pretty, it just has a great vibe that song, you know, and it's and it's mellow and it's not, it's not super in your face. It's a great message and. Uh, I'm actually working on another song right now. I'm working on a version of Here Comes the Sun, the you know, Beatles song. And uh, we're going to have Nancy Wilson sing it. And um, and I actually had John Stamos over here, and he played drums on it last week. So, um, you know, the wow. actor, John Stamos, yeah. So uh, uh, Davey played guitar, and uh, I don't think I have a, I have a picture of Stamos playing the drums now i think it's on video but yeah yeah he came over here and he he's a great 
he really plays good, you know, because mm -hmm. he's been playing with the Beach Boys for a long time. And not a lot of people know that he's like kind of like the what do you want to call it? He He's just like the surprise guest that shows up, but he knows these Beach Boys songs in and out. Um, and and so he he played drums really well. And, he, you know, he was all you can always tell when a guy when the guy's into it because he's like no i can do that better and we kept doing it again and let me try that again and i didn't like the way i sounded right there and i'll go dude you sound great man you know just like you know mm -hmm. he's one of those guys who can always who can always he thinks he can always do better no matter what or yeah, yeah. always like yeah. self-critiquing like, yeah i want to do better and better and i was like you know i couldn't get him out of my house i like, get out of here man. Go, ah. back to your own house bother yep. somebody else yep so I have a couple of questions for some for some buddies of mine. The okay. first one is from my best buddy over here. She <laughs> wants to know, um, like, do you ever get nervous before playing a show? Like, do you ever get like the last minute jitters or anything like that? And if you do, like, what have been some of your ways to calm your nerves? What have been some ways to just relax and get your head back in the game? A masseuse would help actually right now. Um, do I get nervous? It's just so weird because my camera's up there, but mm -hmm. when I want to look at you guys, so it might be weird. Mm -hmm. If I look up there, I can't see what I'm doing. So anyways, yeah. um, I get nervous when there's people that I, like close friends of mine are at the show or like other musicians, like if there's, especially if there's like other drummers that I know and respect and they could, they come to the show. If I can see them out there or, uh, um, um, or if like some of my family members are there, that makes me nervous, mm -hmm. you know, which is funny because you think at this point, I wouldn't care or they wouldn't care, but I'm always nervous when they're there. Like, you know, make sure I make sure I play really good. Don't drop a drumstick. You know, that's a, that's the first thing people say to me, you dropped your stick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> cause I'm, that's why I'm always throwing them up in the air. Cause I don't really, you know. Yeah. If I catch it, it's it's more of a show if I actually catch it, not if I drop it. Right? Uh, um, you know, speaking of of that Sting Fragile song. Speaking of nervous, we this is probably two years ago. We were we were playing in uh, Milan, Italy, and um, this outdoor kind of on the on the outdoor square where the beautiful Duomo Cathedral is. It's this beautiful part of Milan, and. Um, uh, and Sting came to the show with his wife, and he decided to sit on the stage. He didn't want to. He didn't want to be out front or in a private box or something. He wanted to sit up on the stage, and he decided to sit like right to my left, like mm -hmm. ten feet away. So the whole time I'm playing, I'm just looking, and he's just staring at me, you know, or it looked like he was. He's probably staring at Elton or whatever. But he was just right there. And talk about that's not what you want to have, right? No. Him just sitting right there, looking at you, and saying god this guy's terrible you know so. oh my goodness so uh and how do i get you know how do i get over being nervous well that's that's a tricky part you know you just have to that's where you have to develop a little bit of confidence and trust in what you do and uh um you're called the police yeah uh -huh, that's funny <laughs> yeah you just got to trust yourself that you know what you're doing and that you're good at what you do and you know, and you're confident about it, and then have a giant shot of whiskey. That's always a helper. <laughs> That's always, or, 
It's like in the uh, it's like in um Christmas vacation. What helped you get through the holidays? I had a little help from my buddy Jack Daniels. Yeah, Jack Daniels, yeah. No, I don't really that's not usually a good idea. I mean, when I was younger, when I was younger, it might have been a little easier, you know. But uh, now that I'm, you know, now that I'm old, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. Oh, Kevin Bell. Yep. Yep, he's been on this show before. Yeah. So uh, yeah, there you go. Awesome. That answered your question. Yep. Yeah. She also wants to know. Uh, you and me talked about this briefly, but she also wants to know outside of playing, what are some of your hobbies? Well, I'm definitely a big, uh, big mountain biker. I just went to uh, Moab. Ooh. Ooh, my brother loves you mountain bike. Have you ever been to Moab? That's Delicate Arch in Moab right there. Mm. Uh, um, so that's one of my main, you know, it's kind of a hobby and it's kind of my fitness uh, regime at the same time because that's, I'm a very lucky person that I, have found a fitness thing that I like to do that keeps me outside in nature. And I live in, I pretty much live in the Santa Monica mountains, you know, national conservancy area. So, um, you know, which is just North of Los Angeles and it's, I don't know, it's 150,000 acres or something like that. So I can, you know, from where I live, I can ride my bike and be on the trail in less than 10 minutes and, I can ride it for all day long if I want, you know, back here in the mountains. And it's some days it's, you know, really relaxing and nice. And other days it's a lot of work and difficult. And, you know, there's nothing flat. Everything is, you're either going up or you're going down. And um, so that, that's, I guess you call that a kind of a hobby. I mean, I, you know, I like to hike quite a bit. Most of the stuff I like to do is, is, uh, is definitely outside. You know, I had a little, um, once in a while I get little, like a little project that, you know, one day I was, I was out in the mountains and I, they cut this big eucalyptus tree down and I, and they were slicing this eucalyptus tree into these big discs. Like, so the disc was about, you know, two feet around, two feet wide mm -hmm. and about three inches thick. And I was like, wow, oh, those are cool, man. It's like, you know, eucalyptus is beautiful wood. So I picked a few pieces up and put them in the back of my, my car and, uh, and took them home. And I just, they just sat out in the, my yard forever, started to rot away. And then I had to get my nephew a, a housewarming present. And I was looking at this piece of wood and I said, I'm going to sand that down and make a table. And uh, I did actually, I sanded it down. I got like a planer from Home Depot and I did it and I put varnish all over it and made it this beautiful, smooth finish. And then I, I was trying to find some legs to put on it because I could now I got to put legs on this thing and that's going to be tricky because it's heavy. And I'm walking the dog and here sitting in front of someone's house, they threw away a metal table with the mm. perfect legs to fit it. And I just took that home and that's my exciting life. Painted that thing and sanded it and put mm -hmm. the table to fit on there. Perfect, man. So mm. once yeah. in a while, I'll do some goofy little project like that. Mm. Uh, or, but um most of us go to the beach and jump in the ocean now and then. Uh, a little cold for that right now, but you could still do it. it. Won't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> probably don't want to do it where I live. You'll probably uh, you'll probably come out shivering, or you know. Yeah. No. 
But that brings up a follow-up question. How's the dog doing? The dog is – let's see if we can get him in here. Let's see if I can find him. Quincy boy. Uh, Quincy, you're being summoned. That was a brief view of Nugget. Uh. Here he is. Oh, he's getting big. Come on. There he is. Oh, stand up. <laughs> That's awesome. He's, he's so, so dark you can't see him, right? Yeah, like you can't see where his eyes are. Oh. There he's on. Look up there. He's got a tuxedo on. See, he's a formal. Ah. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. We have our little. We have a. You can barely see him here. We have our little mascot here. Oh, nice. Oh. Yep. This is oh. Nugget. We just rescued him about. Uh, uh, back in August. Yeah, back in August. Really? Yeah, we. Uh, my sister fosters dogs, and we. She contacted me. She's like, I got this perfect dog for you, but he's got a lot of interest. So it's an hour never situation. Get over here and meet him. I went yeah. right over there, met him, called Jess and was like, what do you think about a dog? Oh, well, mm -hmm. yeah, they're definitely, uh, he's, you know, he's good most of the time. I took him to the store with me today and I was going to leave him in the car, you know, and you know, everybody's paranoid in California all the time. So I was going to leave him out in the car and I wound up being in the store to ship this package longer than I thought. I went, I said, Hey, can I bring my dog in? He's stuck out in the car and, the guy was like, yeah, I don't care. It's supposed to be a service dog. Just bring him in. So I went and got him. And, of course, everybody loved it, you know. Yeah. You know, so, you know, he wanted to sniff everybody and uh, eat every piece of paper he could find and bite the cardboard yep. and, you know. Yep. But So, yeah. So he's good. Awesome. Glad to hear that. Now, I have a few more questions for you. The first one is what do you, you know, you talked a lot about collaborating with other artists today, which being, you know, what about the lockdown sessions with Elton, what he's been doing? What are your thoughts on that album? No, that was pretty cool. I mean, I mean, I can't call up Dua Lipa and say, you want to do a song with me? Mm -hmm. so she'll tell me to do a Lipa off the cliff. Get it? <laughs> Damn. That's going to be my new career. I'm going to be a stand-up comedian, actually. Oh, I'll join you. Yeah, I could do You'll that. You'll be able to go on tour. I got a lot of material. You know. Hey, same here, man. We'll collaborate. Yeah. Uh, no, I th I think Elton's that thing is great. You know, I mean, I mean that song is still like number one, I believe, in the UK charts. Um, mm -hmm. It's been up there for a long time, and now he's got a Christmas song that, that Ed Sheeran yep. did with him, and uh, uh, I. I can't say I've heard the entire album. There's a couple. Uh, the Stevie Wonder thing is cool. And then there's the one that with uh, Pinal. And uh, I'm forgetting one, though. But anyways. There's anyways. Family, there's It's a Sin. After All with uh, Charlie. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, with Charlie Puth. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think it's great that he can, you know, that he can collaborate with these, you know, younger artists and keep him, the guy's the master of keeping himself alive. I mean, uh, it's incredible how many young people, it's incredible how many young people know who Elton John is, you know, because mm-hmm. um, if he were, you know, there's some of these other older artists that, you know, they, they don't know. Um, but he's so smart with, you know, knowing how to, uh, he, the way he can fit in with these younger artists, you know, is it's not like he doesn't, he, he doesn't sound like he doesn't belong. He fits mm-hmm. in, you know, obviously he plays incredible piano, but he knows how to kind of mold himself. And that, that goes back to when he first started playing, he was really a, he was a session musician you know that's how he got started he was uh he played piano on people's recording sessions and 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 sang so he knows how to to fit into somebody else's record and doing it his whole life but i just i find it brilliant that he's that you know that he's picked some really great people to be you know to be part of uh to you know to collaborate with so i i think it's fantastic Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked what he said, how, look, I've had my time. I've had my moment in the sun. I've had all now it's me. It's time for me to give that moment to these guys. Yeah. All these yeah. upcoming. I, I respect that, you know, because yeah. it's not one of those where it's just me, 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 you know. Yeah. It'll be interesting if we uh, if we actually play any of those songs. See, I, I don't I'd have to ask Davey because, you know, Davey's the mm-hmm. you know, musical director. Um, he may have talked to Davey about maybe you know, playing one of those songs. That'd be cool though. I mean, yeah. I, it's kind of hard to, it's going to be hard to do those songs without the artist there. Yeah. You know, cause then we'd probably have to, we'd probably have to play to a tape or something like that, which we don't like to do. So yeah, we, don't, we never really, we don't do that. We never, we never yeah. really play to a tape. So. Could you um, see guest appearances coming though? Like I know he's brought in that Kiki D before for don't go breaking my heart. I know. Um, that would be so see- cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he wants to bring Dua Lipa in, that's okay with me. I'm not going to argue, you know. Uh, You know, some of those other people, they're not as good looking as she is, so. But you got to admit, if you ever got a chance to meet Stevie Wonder, you know, would you ever pass up that opportunity? Uh, No, I would not. Yeah. I did meet him once, actually. I did meet him once. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, we when we we did some um, we did a show for Yamaha, I believe, and it was all these Yamaha piano players, and and he and he was one of them that came and played. Uh, he he played an Elton John song. Um, uh, uh, of course I can't remember. It might have been he might have played Sacrifice or something like that. Uh, yeah, that was an amazing show because it was. A lot of people there were like Ray Charles was mm-hmm. there and uh, Michael McDonald and uh, uh, a lot of, you know, Yamaha piano players. So that was pretty cool to, you know, be part of that and brush elbows with, the you know, some amazing giants. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my next question, which is what is your favorite Elton song to play if you had to pick a favorite? Hmm. Well, I used to always say it was kind of Levon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, 
I, I definitely juggle back and forth because there's so many songs and sometimes I might get, you know, I might get a little bit like worn out on one of them. Um, it's always like when he throws in something new, like I always loved playing empty garden. Mm -hmm. we, you know, we did that in Vegas for a while and, uh, um, I still kind of fall back on some of those tunes, like, like tiny dancer. And, mm -hmm. uh, Cause that's sort of the, that's kind of the album that I grew up with. I really didn't, I didn't, I never had, um, I think my brother might've had, he might've had, uh, caribou album mm. and, I, and i had and i had the madman across the water album and then when my um this guy that i used to play with in bands this guy named tim hunt um he was a piano player so i played in his band with him and um and he had just went and bought the song book uh from madman across the water and we'd go to this bar and he this bar had an old piano in the back and we'd just sit at the he, he put that book up on the piano and we would learn these elton john songs and uh, old, you know, like a saloon piano, you know. Yeah. And that was in Ohio when I could go to a bar when I was 18. Back in those days, you could, you know, the drinking age was 18. So I would <laughs> I'd leave high school and go to the bar. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those good times. And back then, would you have ever thought that you were going to be working – with and for Elton John that, that you know and not in a million years mm -mm. not even when I came to LA I mean I played in other bands but but I never really you know I, I never well they, they got to a point there when my friend Bob Birch he joined the band and I had been in a lot of bands with him before that before he joined Elton's band um and um you know, we we never really talked about it that much, but I knew there was possibly a spot someday that could open up, or I I knew I could fit in the in the band, you know. So, but I never really, I never really thought it would ever happen. You know? mm -hmm. Well, you've made it. You're officially part of the band. Um, You're official official mm -hmm. stamp. I even I think I have a poster of him on the wall there. Mm -hmm. Looking at me, giving me a hard time. So <laughs> he's always watching you. He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very yeah. dangerous. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very dangerous. Yeah. Well, when you see him next time, tell him we said hi, you know? And we're very yeah. we're very excited to see him in Pittsburgh, you know. For which brings me to my final two questions. The first one is for someone out there who is going to his first Elton concert this upcoming year. What's how can you describe the experience? Well, what can you say? What do you expect? That the experience is that you're never going to go to another show where you're going to hear that many hit songs in your life. You know, you're you're never going to go to a. I don't care what band you go see. Uh, well, I have to. You know, yeah. There's a few bands that you got to throw in there, like the Stones, or uh -huh. uh, you know. Um, uh, the Beatles, you know, Paul McCartney or, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Billy Joel, James Taylor, you know, that have had so many hits. So, uh, yes, she's right. Loud. It's mm -hmm. going to be loud. Um, that's one thing that we like it to be is loud. So, you know, there's nothing worse than you get complaints from people in the back 
that say we can't hear you know yeah it didn't sound like rock and roll to us so our sound engineer he just yep. cranks it up you know and it's loud as shit up front so if you got a problem with the volume you better bring some earplugs i i highly recommend that will do but um yeah because some people like my nephew he can't handle loud mm -hmm. stuff so it it you know he's got a inner ear thing so some people it's it, it is very loud you know it's the kind of loud that you feel it in your chest loud yeah right? um so uh, yeah it's always on the safe side and if not i always i always have a box of earplugs i'll throw them out on stage to people but um uh i just be prepared to hear a lot of great songs and and hits and one hit after another i mean i, I watch people in the audience and and you know, some people just have to they have to just sit down there's because it's so powerful, you know, it's emotional because these songs touch people and you know, they touch everyone in a different way. Like, you know, like don't let the sun go down. It means something different to everyone I ask. You know, everyone has a different take on what that song means and what it means to them. And so um I think you have to be ready to if to really be emotionally moved by his concert or most people are and um you know maybe people that have seen it many many times they may not be as moved as much but i've seen people stand in the front row and you know ball their eyes out because they you know the songs are so uh because it is loud and it is powerful and 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 we're a damn good band you know mm -hmm. uh, you're not hearing anybody, you know, it's not like going to some new artist where they're playing a tape and they're, uh, you're not going to get any of that from us. You know, you, what, what you see up there, and if we make a mistake, you're going to hear that too. So it's kind of fun that way because you really get the, the real experience, uh, you know, of a world-class you know, world-class music being played for you. And it's, it's kind of, and, and, you know, it's kind of like your own, it's your own show, man, because it, it, it is so loud and it is so big and powerful that it's going to be hard for you to be distracted by anything as like, you know, it's like, not, it's like not when you're going to like a, you know, a classical concert and somebody's sneezing behind you or something, you're not going to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna drown out everything. Don't you know? Don't bring any animals. They probably won't live through the show. Oh boy! So we have one more question for you, which is the ultimate buddy cast buddy question, which is, what is your advice to the world today? Or what? What final words of wisdom do you have for the show? <laughs> oh man, it put me on the spot. Uh, I'll tell you. Here's some advice. You see this shirt I'm wearing? Mm -hmm. I bought this shirt. And my wife was reminding me, 1978, I'm not kidding you, at Banana Republic in downtown San Francisco. And it's, I still have it. It's like new. Yeah. So my advice is don't throw out the, what's, what's, what's that, what's that saying? Don't throw out the baby with the, How's that go? Somebody knows it. So it's going to come up here. Probably. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater or something like that. I don't even know oh, what that means. Yeah. 
basically. No, my, my advice today for the world, because we have to talk bathwater thing. There it is. Yeah, you know, we have to talk about COVID. Sure. So, you know, um, I would just like people to use their common sense, not you know, stop watching the news so much. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Right, that's it. Uh, you know, go for a walk. You know. Go out on the side and listen to the birds chirping. You know what I mean? It's like the, there's there's so much news in the world and it's constantly being thrown at us all the time. This person's opinion and this person's opinion and this person's opinion. So it gets to the point where, um, well, first of all, we don't know what to believe. And and it can just make your head start to spin a little bit to where you, you, you know, like I have trouble making choices anymore because – I'm constantly bombarded with so many things, everything from Netflix. I can't even go to Netflix because there's just too many choices being thrown in my face. So I try not to watch the news very much or these kind of things. And I just think we're in this place where you just have to use common sense. You know, if you want to get a vaccine, that's great. You're going to help this. You're going to help stop this thing from um, morphing into something else. If you get vaccinated and, um, you know, and you hopefully won't die if you do get it. And, you know, if you get in a crowded situation where there's a lot of people that you don't know, put a mask on, you know, or, or you know, which protects them and then it protects you. And, you know, it's not the end of the world. If you go to Asia, you see people been wearing masks for decades, right? Because it's a, it's a courtesy, it's a courtesy mm -hmm. to others. And, and I think if we would just, in general, everyone be a little more courteous to each other, you know, don't drive like an idiot, you know, hold the door open for someone. I mean, to drive in L.A. now, it's just flat out dangerous because everyone's lost respect for each other. Everyone wants to everyone's in a hurry to get home to watch the news, I guess. I don't know where everyone's going. I'd like to find out, you know, uh -huh. maybe I'm missing out on something, but everyone's really in a hurry around here. From working so, in the news, trust me, it's not, you're yeah. not, there's nothing unless there's something breaking. Yeah, I just think it's, I think we just all need to be a little more courteous to each other and, and use our common sense. And, you know, uh, hey, I was a Boy Scout, so I grew yeah. up with them. I grew up with the motto of, you know, I try to do a good deed daily. That was one thing we always were taught, you know, that's the Scout. What is it? The, there's the Scout motto and the Scout. Be prepared slogan be prepared and do a good deed daily and um those two things go a long way i have to say you know if you do something nice for somebody it it rubs off and they tend to want to do something nice for somebody else so um, exactly exactly especially around christmas time where good deeds count as double you know yeah yeah i mean i mean i'm no genius and i don't have i don't have answers for anything but uh you know i i try to be as good as i can most of the time and, yep. And it's it's you know, it's not always easy when you know somebody uh you know runs you off the road or something and you're like, I have of a bad but yeah. Amen. Exactly. That's, that's that's their action, doesn't have to be your action. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like my one uh, high school teacher said, why should the situation between them and I affect all of you? You know, why should a situation between me and the driver five seconds ago affect every other driver on the road? Yeah. So, um, well, buddy, 
thank you so so much for You're being welcome. back on BuddyCast. It was an awesome episode. I'm glad we. Uh, I'm glad we got to catch up again. And hey, I cannot wait to Happy see you. Happy birthday, again. man! Thank you. I appreciate I mean, it. I didn't get you a cake. Uh, eh. I didn't really get you anything. I'm looking around here if I have something I can give you uh, for a present. Uh, how about a pencil? Sounds good. In a joking sense, I can say, I call for Mountain? <sighs> he doesn't call me, so I don't think he's going to call you. Exactly. That's why I said in a joking sense, you know. And if he does call you, eh, it's a 50-50. Either he's calling to check in or he's calling because just like when he calls you backstage or something, usually means this can't be good. I'll find something for your birthday because I actually I, I have to send some something to someone else today uh -huh. that someone uh, that's in a bad way. So I'm going to send them something. But uh, I'll, so as I'm digging through my piles of uh, uh, little my little gift, what's my wife call it? There's a we have a you know we have a a, a drawer full of stuff that uh, we use them so. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll see. We see we can find you something. Oh, and I'll always be thankful. I'm trying to get just to find it. I'll always be thankful for. Oh yes, that's it. It's in my office. She made me a. She made me take it up from our living room, which was a nice conversation piece to my office. But I'll always be thankful. I'll always be thankful for that tambourine. Thank you so. Oh, the tambourine. Much. Oh yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah, those are. That's cool. Yes. All right. Well, you have a good day, and uh, you too, man. everyone that's out there and that's listening and checking in. Uh, thank you for being part of it today at the Buddy Cast. Yes. And uh, yeah, I'll come yes. back and do it another time. Everybody have a nice holiday, always... Christmas, Hanukkah. Uh, what's the other one we celebrate? Kwanzaa. Uh, Kwanzaa. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and hey. Just to let you also know, I forgot to mention this real quick. Don't forget to vote for BuddyCast as best podcast in Erie, Pennsylvania. So, Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. And you're always welcome back on the show anytime. You ever need to promote anything, you ever need to just chat, shoot the message. You got a lifetime a lifetime membership here. So, I'll, I'll do that. All righty. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, John Mahon. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. And we'll catch you next time. On everybody's favorite show, Buddy Cast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy. Before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cast. Don't feel none it can make everybody here on Buddy Cast. Hey, buddies. You're thinking of starting your own podcast? Why not use Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And here's why. First off, it's free. Secondly, you have creation tools to record and edit right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor distributes for you. You can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Fourth, make money with no minimum listenership. And finally, you have everything you need for a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started.